Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. With me is Lead Pastor Hill City Church, Shanik Bannett. Hey, what's up, everybody? And thank you for continuing to listen to us. We appreciate all of you who listen. And for those of you who have left a review already on Apple Podcasts, please do so for more, and we will be giving away another gift card. Yeah, and I really appreciate all of the reviews that have been left. But honestly, the last couple have been so encouraging. So just thank you. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And this week's question of the week comes from Josh all the way in Missouri. And his question is, what hobby do you think you would love but have never tried? Yeah. So for me, I've always wanted to play the guitar. And so it's one of those things where, man, I wish I would have put in the time early on in my life so that I could just play. I might not be able to sing because I'm, I just can't sing at all. But man, I would just love to be able to shred. So electric guitar? Uh, any. Any? What, any. Electric, any, acoustic. Any it instrument? Matter. Not um, just guitar? Man, no, bro. You, just guitar. Really? Just just tuning into one? Yeah. Pun just intended. One. Yeah. Tune. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> for love me, it. I mean, I would love to do music as well in anything uh, but I think for me, it'd be something along mixed martial arts, like Krav Magav or kickboxing, something along th- those rings. I- I'd love to get in rings, pun intended again. Yeah. Krav Magav. Did you just make that up? I did not. They, gosh. Never gotta, heard of it. You got to get educated, bro. MMA stuff. So, Well, dude, I, I'm just, I just know karate. Karate kid. Daniel yeah. LaRusso. That's all I wax know. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just so that maybe I could beat you up one day. Hey, learn. One day we're going to get in the ring. We talk, we've talked about it for years that you and I okay, were going to get hold into on. a ring. You've talked about this for years, that you would love to get in the ring with me. I would love to get in the ring with you. Man, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Why? You couldn't punch this Because I wouldn't want to hurt you. Oh, look at you. Because I know I would. Love. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> um, man, I think we just need to talk about labels and what labels actually do when we put a label on someone and also what it does for us when someone labels us. And so let's just freaking talk about it yeah. and unpack it. And I think we're calling this episode to hell with your labels because they, they're, they're awful. I hate labels. I really do. I hate them. Yeah. This is a personal preference thing it, for me. Like I have been very frustrated with conversations around people putting people in a box, which is ultimately giving them a label. And the last couple days, I mean, last week we talked about get the funk out and we had a really good week. And then there were a couple comments on social media, a couple conversations you and me had with other people. The funk came back. Right. And I got pissed last night because of a conversation, a comment that was on our Facebook. And I'm in like this personal struggle right now today. You're listening to just a personal struggle of whether or not I'm going to keep social media going going forward. I have like, okay, you have the demon and the angel on both sides of your shoulders. Like, I feel like I'll be missing out. So I have fears about information. I get all of my social information from social media. Uh, feel like I'll be uninformed, misinformed. Um, I feel like I won't be able to be connected with certain people. Will people follow our podcast and my blog and certain stuff? Will we have the influence that we already have and uh, that we already have? Like we have this huge influence, you know? And so there's this tension here, but it has caused me so much mental issues. Yeah, mental angst. And and I get that because I've been in that same spot. And this idea last week we talked about get the funk out. For me, 
I just realized how big not only one, a time waster Facebook was for me and just scrolling in useless nonsense, really, that I had to get rid of it because it was also causing me all these emotional issues. Like I was so wrapped up in the people and what they were saying and their problems and issues. And it was just too much. So actually March 1st, man, I took Facebook. I, I, I deleted the app off my phone, off my iPad. So if I want to access Facebook, the only way I can get to it is go to my desktop and go through the URL to get there. Um, because I still feel like it's a great tool. It's a great tool for our church to get information out. Um, to connect with people, to let people know what, what we're up to, what we're doing, so they have the information and are in the know that the people that are in our community want to stay connected, and it's how they can do it. But for me personally, man, I'm right there with you. I had to get rid of it. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, what, a couple weeks in to not having Facebook. And, yeah, I do feel there's been this weight lifted. I do feel emotionally better. Matter of fact, that's why I was able to come in last week and, Hey, we're going to open the doors. We're going to get the funk out. Like there's this mind renewal that's taking place. Like right now I know in me, so it needs to take place in our team. And then, yeah, like you reached out to me and said, Hey, should we comment on this dude that's commenting on, on one our of church, our videos on our church, on our church Facebook, Facebook page. page? Yeah. And I'm just like, one, I don't even know what you're talking about because I'm not on Facebook. So that felt good to say, but then that, that, that like, uh, like, fear begin to creep in like, Oh wait, I'm not on there. Mm -hmm. Do we need to respond? Are people waiting for us to respond to see what we say? Should, should we address this dude who instantly called us out with a label and I have a ton of stuff I want to say to him mm -hmm. and, and get, give it right back to him. But again, goes back to that critique part. Like, okay, I don't want to just put up a wall, right? That fight, fright or flight thing we talked about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me sit in, in it for a little bit. Is there anything that maybe we can learn from what he's saying? But then two, what response, right? We respond to unjust criticism is what we talked about. Yeah. And what response should we give? So that's just where both of us are at right now and the reason why we're, we're doing this podcast on labels. Yeah, so he took something out of context, posted, oh, you guys are this inclusive church, which Jesus was crucified because he was inclusive. Yeah. And... There's so much around that conversation, and maybe we'll get to some of the specific topics that Christians want to talk about, which is ironic because only Christians want to talk about this, and we want to sit in a room and dialogue who's in, who's out, or what do you believe about this specific social topic? And it really just draws lines in the sand of picking sides, and I hate that. Yep. And and then he called us, are you guys progressive in your Christianity? And I I love that he that he made that statement because it's a label. But I also hate that he made that statement because it's a label. And all of a sudden, you've put us in this box because you think you know us and you think you know what we believe. When people are still debating what even progressive Christianity is, if you look that up on uh, in Google, Google, you'll get yeah. different responses. And if you read it and look at it, at the definitions, and maybe we'll spend a whole podcast on progressive Christianity, what it is, and where we line up on certain topics, and, and go through the, ma the, the major eight points on progressive Christianity's website— but right. it, it just frustrates me. It put me in this funk because all of a sudden you put a label on us that other people see. You don't know us. We don't have a relationship with you. Now I'm frustrated about it. Now I'm giving you mental real estate as I'm thinking about this for 24 hours. And it's just the overarching theme that happens in Christian cultures 
is we just throw labels out because we don't have to fear the consequence of me putting you in a box. And that's what social media is. Talk about frustration is you hide behind your keyboard, write some stuff out. You don't have to deal with a face-to-face conversation. It's easy for you to assume what that person believes. There's no um, justification for your use of it. I I like what Bishop Jamie even put out the other day. He talked about heretics. Like we can call anybody we want at any time a heretic without even understanding the topic. But to use the word heretic, even in the first century, like you had to go through this study. You had to present your ideas or your opposing views to the legal court of religiosity, the panel. And then they would qualify whether or not your concern was valid. But it went through multiple stages. Today, we have a keyboard and a phone, and you can just say whatever you want to whoever you want without understanding the context, without even doing your own study, because you've been institutionalized by the church, so you think you know what you believe about Christianity. And I'm like so fed up with it. Yeah, I know you can probably hear my passion over it. I'm so tired of being labeled because the people that label me don't freaking know me. Right, and it's so frustrating. And I just want to speak to it a little bit more on the exact issue of why we're kind of frustrated when we're recording this podcast. We put a video out. It was like 43 seconds. It was me just talking about how the church has been known for being exclusive instead of being inclusive. And my whole point was about how we're the family and the family, right, is a place of acceptance. And I even talked about how Jesus told the parable of of this great banquet that's ready. Go out and invite people. And when those some of those people didn't come, he said, go invite more. And whenever they did that, he said, hey, go to the highways and the byways. Like, And I'm saying all this stuff in my message. And so in context, all of it, I think, makes sense. And it would be fine for anyone to hear that and, and, and agree with it. People that follow Jesus. Yeah, like, man, we need to get the word out. We need to include people into our family. But he just took this 40-second clip that we put out. He heard the word inclusive. And then he felt like he needed to go on this rant on how that's wrong, how, nope, there's some people we don't need to include. And so he, he in his mind, has this exclusive mentality of us versus them already. And you can see it in his post. And then he puts out there a label. Oh, so you guys progressive now. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know what he was talking about. And I didn't even know what that label meant. So I did have to Google it. And I'm going through, and you just mentioned like there's like eight points, and maybe we'll talk about and go through those eight points at some episode or something and and really uh, dissect it. But I, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, well, a couple of these, yeah, sure, that I, I, I agree with that, and I think most people that follow Jesus would, but there's a few things here. You know what? No, nah, I don't think so. But so so what is it? Why, why that instant label? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking about it, and what I told you earlier today, when, when, when you actually – label someone, all it does is justify you withholding love from them. Mm. That's what putting a label on someone does. And 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 in their mentality and how they think through it, they can justify and say, okay, because you're this, I not only can disagree with you, I can remove you from my life. And that's what religion does. And it's what religion has done from the beginning of time. Mm. It, it separates people. And that's what labels do. And so that's why I'm just really pissed off at the people that just want to label everybody. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, because labels actually create division and us versus them mentality. And it justifies my reasoning for not loving you. It justifies my reason for not learning from you. It justifies my reasons to treating you different. Or in other words, it justifies my reasons to dishonor you. 
which is the opposite of Jesus, opposite of the gospel. And so, yeah, I hate labels because labels don't tell the truth. I think it does an injustice to the whole body of Christ to put someone in a category just because they align more with one point of view in an argument. Like that is that is ridiculous. And and you see this all throughout yeah, scripture. All throughout. Uh, for example, um, you are often, we are rarely given people's names in the New Testament, rarely, especially when like Jesus does miracles with certain people, we're rarely given those people's names. What we are given is their sex and their condition. Right. So we, we find out about, out about the woman with the blood issue or the man with leprosy or the blind man or the, you name it, the crippled yeah. dude. Like right. the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman. You know their sex and you know their condition. And the irony there is we tend to be people in the American society that only want to label people by their sex and their condition. Oh, that man's a drunk. Oh, she sleeps around. She's a whore. Oh, she got pregnant. Uh, he got kicked out of school. Uh, he does drugs. Uh, he's a rapist. And all of a sudden, we've put labels on people that God has called us to love. Yeah. And it prevents us from seeing the humanity in other people just because they've done something that we look down on or that we would disagree with. And it is not the gospel. Right. At all. Right. And not just like, not just a condition, but I brought up the Samaritan woman, like, and you parallel that to today and people that, and again, I maybe have, I have this mindset because I have, and I know you've been someone, we, we've been around the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that just don't get that opportunity to see other cultures, to experience other cultures and their religions and, and can appreciate, look, people don't get where they are in a vacuum. Like there's experiences, there's upbringing, there's where they're born. There's all kinds of factors that go into it. But when you label someone, like you said, you instantly, you know, put up a wall and, and, and today it could be like, oh, well, oh man, I think I know that they're Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so that strikes fear in us. Oh, well, we can't talk to them. We can't engage with them. We can't love them or we can't allow them to love us. Like we can't have this relationship, but why? Right. Well, why is it that this labor label just brings up so much fear in people? Mm. And so we really have to, to, to be careful when we put labels, because I think the, the moment that we put up labels and identify someone because of a condition or because of an upbringing or whatever the case may be, we instantly see that person of someone that we don't then have to love. And, and again, it's a, it's a piece where I think many people, maybe they just don't, they don't feel comfortable. And so they justify it and back away from it. Yeah. I mean, it is so dividing because at the end of the day, we, we love to label people by their struggles and their mistakes because it's easier to look down on others for doing things that we wouldn't. And I think we have a wrong point of view in our society when we can put somebody in a box and then move on with our life and feel better about ourselves. Uh, there's a famous quote. I, I, I can't even pronounce the dude's name. Soren Kirkgaard or Kirkgaard or something. He says, when you label me, you negate me. Hmm. And I think it's really important that if we're going to be followers of Jesus, followers of the way, what is the way? The way is to loving like Jesus has loved us, which he gave himself up for us. Right. So are you willing to lay your life down 
for someone you disagree with or someone that you put in a box and labeled because you think they're a heretic or because they have a differing opinion or viewpoint because maybe they've done some study on that topic and they just don't stand in concrete in their beliefs, can you die for them? Would you die for them? Because ultimately that's what Jesus came to do is to show us how to live and that the way to live is including everybody, is loving everybody and serving everybody. I know you say it, you said it at Dierk's uh, commissioning, leadership isn't about getting a bigger title. It's about getting a bigger towel. And when you pick up on that imagery about washing feet and serving people and then true leaders get underneath people and lift them up, that's all walks. That's all beliefs. Is Can you look at someone who is Hindu, who is Buddhist, and believe the best about them even though you might disagree on your worldview at, at the core? And that's the point of Christianity that so many people don't want because Christianity puts itself on this high mountaintop looking down at everybody else saying, you have to believe and look exactly like I believe and look in order to belong. And that is what crucified Jesus. Yeah. And I'm just going back to even a few other things that this guy said, not only labeling us as progressive, but then take a, uh, he took it a step further and just talked about how we're not to just invite people in for a show, but there's this true discipleship that we got to walk out with people. And to what you said, right, Jesus, at the end of his ministry, he says, all authority has been given to me. Now you go, right, make disciples, baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he says, and teach them everything that I've commanded you. Hmm. He only commanded us to love. <laughs> he did. And so... People are like, oh, the, 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 this discipleship piece. And yes, there's this disciple to learn, but it's a process of learning how to love. Mm. And so, man, I, there are so many things that I wanted to reply with, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys and, and the people that are listening. I didn't respond with anything. One, I am off Facebook, so I didn't want to put myself back out there right now this month. But at the end of the day, that dude doesn't know me. I'm sure he didn't listen to the full message to get the context. He's never been to our church. He's never been to our church. We've never met him. And me calling out something in his life is not going to do anything to change the relationship. So I don't know if you did, Corey, sent something to him, but, but I I'm didn't. I'm going to send him a private message because I think it's important that that conflict isn't resoluted. Is that a word? Just bring closure. Yeah, like, but I don't think everybody needs to see my response. I don't think yeah. I think it was wrong for him to put that on a public platform without right. again a relationship. Yeah, I because mean, his, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and so if he did have a concern, he should have came to us. Yeah. He should have. It's me on the video. He should have messaged me. Hey, bro, I heard what you said. Like, I'm a little worried about this. Can you bring some clarity to this? Just as a brother in Christ, like I want to hear hear from you, and we would have had a dialogue. We wouldn't been able to talk about it. But no, instead he just bashes us with a label out there for everybody to see. Yeah. And and I hate that because the people that do that, man, if I followed around that dude for like a day, right, mm -hmm. I would probably be able to call out so much crap in his life. It wouldn't be funny. Just like you but do in my life. But that's not what we're – oh, my God. <laughs> I don't do that. No, you do. But to bring shame on people, why would you want to do that? Yeah, that's not what that's I'm saying That's all it is. No, I'm just saying that's me. what that dude did. Yeah. And I could do that to him. I'm sure if I – you met could do this it to dude every and follow that dude being. around for an hour. I could call something out. If we had a conversation on a few things, I guarantee you, I could call him out on some things and really, you know, shame him. But why would we want to do that? Like, yeah. I just don't understand because at the end of the day, that's not the stuff that matters. You know, what matters is the fact that we're brothers and sisters. Yeah. 
and we're family in Christ and we're united. Why? Just because of our belief in Jesus. Yeah. At the end of the day, that is us being included in the circle. Yeah. Like knowing that we're loved. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just a little frustrated yeah. right now. Everybody gets a seat at the table. And we're talking about our blatant frustration, but this happens all the time. And this happens in your life. And it doesn't even happen in, in church culture. Whatever culture you're in, this happens. You have labels just because of their potentially is differing belief, beliefs. But I promise you, the major beliefs that we may differ on, I guarantee you we agree on probably 90%. Yeah, of, if not of, more. If not more of life. And I, I think it's really important. There's actually a scientific term for something that you were talking about, about how people hear something and they and they turn to fear. It's called the deficit model. It's when people default to fear because they don't understand something or something is new to them. That's like a, a real scientific term. And so people in, in Christian cultures, you know, they're they're quick to write somebody off because they present an idea or belief system that something they don't understand or might be something that's new for them. And so when when people uh, often will oppose these beliefs because it sounds different than what they've been previously taught or because they've never heard of it, like how can you oppose something that you have never studied, contemplated, or truly examined? And I'm personally baffled by the lack of conversation and how quick how quick people jump to conclusions about certain topics. And so if something is new or different, not just in in Christian cultures, but in your work and in your marriages and in your relationships, don't be so quick to to run to the default mechanism of fear because fear is anti-gospel, right? First John 4, 18, perfect love casts out out all fear. fear. And so we want to help you and encourage you around this idea of being someone who just doesn't label people, giving people the benefit of the doubt, not putting people in a box and saying, oh, that guy just does that, or that guy's just just been with that person. And all of a sudden, you're writing off somebody that God has called you to love. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we talked about this earlier, but Jamie Englehart actually put a post out there that we both really loved and we really resonated with, so we just mm-hmm. wanted to read it real quick. He said, when we label one another, it allows us to set one another aside and to demonize, enslave, and not love. Labels produce an us versus them, Democrat versus Republican, Catholic versus Protestant, saint versus sinner, and brother versus brother. We label label others as heretics, greasy grace preachers, apostates, law lovers, religious legalists, Pharisees, etc. These isms produce schisms, whether it's denominationalism, legalism, liberalism, pacifism, universalism, Calvinism, Arminianism, Judaism, Zionism, Trinitarianism, capitalism, atheism, or whatever ism is your thing. But he said, when we choose to love as Jesus loves, we set the labels aside and see all men in the image of God and then treat them like he would with honor, dignity, and care. Like that sums up everything that we're talking about. And so, yeah, lay down the label other than if you want to label somebody, label them as, man, someone who's made in the image of God. And then when you see them that way, then you'll be able to love them like Jesus did. Man, love them like Jesus did. I have this thing that I've been doing with my kids every day. When I drop, I drop my kids off at school every day, mm-hmm. and my wife picks them up every day just because of our schedules. And I ask both of them, "Who are you?" And they say, "We're rices." I say, "And what are rices?" And Scarlett will say, "Rices are princesses." Henry will say, "Rices are kings." And I say, "Okay, and what do kings and princesses do?" And their response every time is, "Show honor and have fun." Mm. And I think those two. Like, they don't really understand what is being said right now. They're in kindergarten and preschool. 
But as they grow up, that thing is going to be spoken over them for years. That, in my opinion, the greatest two things in life, show honor and have fun. And that should encompass the Christian life. When people look at, at people who follow Jesus, okay, sure, you might be able to disagree on topics, but they should not be able to disagree with the fact that you show honor and you have fun. Right. which ultimately is attractive, and people want to be around those types of people. Absolutely. But I'm also thinking just in the moment when you're saying that, and I love that you do that with your kids. I absolutely love that. You know me. We have this bandit family code. We go over it at dinner time, like who are bandits, right? We do these things. But what you're saying is in this idea of having fun, there's an aspect of that, and we have fun. Ultimately, at the core of it, at the root level, I believe because we have freedom in Christ. Hmm. And I think even some Christians that haven't gotten that level of freedom that maybe we have, maybe that's why they like to call out stuff. Maybe that's why they like to label. Maybe that's why they like to criticize and jump on that bandwagon because they are seeing our freedom and us actually having fun and they're not. And so they're like, dang it, I got to call it out. I want it. Isn't that what people do? They want to pull people down instead of lift people up. And so we're just going to be people that ultimately see the best in people. We ultimately do I want, want to, to enjoy I want and to have be fun that and ha- have our freedom in Christ and really live in that freedom. And ultimately, at the end of the day, there are going to continue to be people that label us. But I'm just thankful that I have the label that God gave me as a son, and I'm just going to live in that. Yeah. That's all I can do. That's all we can do. And if you do have questions about anything, belief topics, especially around Christianity, We are open to those conversations. I don't want to have that conversation on a social media platform. I want to have that conversation over coffee. I want to listen to your questions. I want to listen to your thought process. I want to listen to your real concerns. They're valid. You can be heard. Let's do it in a proper way. Let's continue in relationship. Let's dialogue. Let's doubt together and move forward. Yeah, let's do it. And you're going to have to email us because I'm not on Facebook and Corey's contemplating getting off Facebook. I'm hoping to get so off So email it. us if you have. Or call me. Here's my number, area code 248-797-5900. That's my personal cell phone number. Hit me up with a text. We'll go out. Call me whenever. We'll chat. Bro, love it. You gave yours. I'll give mine. 812-989-3224. Yeah. And then our, our, our emails are our name at hillcity.tv. Yep. So you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 